So then why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us to spend in his path? Well, the reason is because it's about our own betterment. It's about obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having the ta'a of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But also importantly, it's about fulfilling our purpose. وَمَا خَلَبْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Dhariyat verse 56, I did not create jinn and mankind except but to worship me. Right? So it's about ubudiyya, it's about worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, understanding our position in the world and his position and bowing down and obeying him and putting what he wants before what we want. For those of you who've never attended one of these before, this is a weekly tadabbur or tafsir session that we do because as IFG, we talk a lot about halal investing and money matters and making people richer. But if we lose sight of the spiritual aspect of all of this, then it really is frankly all for naught. So that's why I think it's really important to just kind of check in and rebalance on these things. So inshallah today we'll be talking about verse 37 and 38 of Surah Nisa. And بَعْدَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَالَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ لِآءَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَلَا بِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَنْ يَكُونِ الشَّيْطَانُ لَهُ قَرِيْنًا فَسَاءَ قَرِيْنًا so I've read verse 38 first, but I'll do verse 37 as well. الَّذِينَ يَبْخَلُونَ وَيَأْمُرُونَ النَّاسَ بِالْبُخْلِ وَيَكْتُمُونَ مَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ وَأَعْتَدْنَا لِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابًا مُهِينًا so these are verses that are talking about donating and spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, those who are miserly and bid people to be miserly and conceal what Allah has given them of his grace. And we have prepared for the disbelievers a humiliating punishment. And then he goes on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says, and for those who spend their wealth only to show people, as in only to show off to people and do not believe in Allah and the last day, Anyone for whom Satan is a companion, even evil is he as a companion. So in a nutshell, what is going on here is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is saying that those people who are stingy and who call to stinginess, then, you know, that is a bad thing and they're going to suffer from a punishment. And equally, for those who spend but are spending for the wrong reasons, then they are also going to be in a lot of hot bother, right? To kind of put it in very kind of plain English colloquial terms. So let's dive in. I'm going to make just a few observations and, you know, inshallah, I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments after this as well. So the first thing is clearly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he doesn't like stingy people. Spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a good thing. But also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, being completely extravagant and madly spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala either. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Furqan, he says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنْفَقُوا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَّمًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's describing the ibad al-Rahman, the servants of al-Rahman, these wonderful people who have these incredible qualities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, one of their qualities is when they spend, they are those who are neither really miserly, but also neither are they extravagant. They're somewhere in the middle between those two extremes. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he doesn't like stingy people, but he doesn't want you to go crazy either. And he wants you to be sensible about things. 
But the other key interesting point here, you know, when I was reading the verse, it struck me. It says, So they're not just being stingy, but they're calling to this attitude of stinginess. And then also, really importantly, uh, They're trying to contain or they're trying to keep to themselves, they're trying to withhold the stuff that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. So this is like a really backhanded way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kind of, you know, just dismissing these people. You're saying, look guys, you're being stingy with the stuff that I have given you in the first place. It's like, you know, when a kid, the kid says, oh, you know, get out of my room or little kids, you know, might sometimes say, you know, you're not allowed to share with my food. <laughs> the thing is that obviously you're the parent, it's your house. Forget the room, it's your house. And of course, you supply them with all the food. So it's like that. It's a kind of dismissal that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is kind of, you know, giving here, which is that you are being stingy with wealth and with the risk and the fadl, the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you didn't ask for and I just gave you and you're being stingy with that. You know, so such is the, you know, the arrogance of this person for doing that. So that's, you know, two really high level points. Now diving in and doing a little bit of the dabbur and just kind of thinking about things. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he always wants you to deploy your wealth, either in charity or in investments. Because if the wealth just stays stationary and there isn't any movement within that wealth, then that wealth is literally no good to anyone, right? You might as well have just chucked it in the bin. You might as well have not used it. If for decades all you've done is just sat hoarding on this wealth, neither has it benefited you nor has it benefited anyone else. And for long-time listeners, you know that we consider charity and investment really two sides of the same coin where you are deploying your wealth into a certain means and you are looking for a remuneration from it. Just in the case of charity, that remuneration comes in the akhirah, whereas in the investment, the remuneration comes to you in this life. But in both cases, we should be looking at where that money is deployed, if it's done in a halal way, and also the impact that that money has. And Allah There's another verse in the Quran that talks about you know how money should keep on circulating among society so that it doesn't you know become hoarded up just with the wealthy of the society. So this is a recurring theme through the Quran. And you know, we see the example of the Rahman ibn Awf. He used to give loans out to people, he used to reinvest his money, and then he used to give in charity. So you know, you're always trying to keep the wealth circulating. And also, if you look at the concept of zakat, right? So zakat is targeting not all wealth, it's targeting specifically that wealth that is stationary or that wealth that is just parked there doing nothing. In other words, if you think about it from a perspective of, you know, the policymaker, zakat is really a wealth tax. And a wealth tax is designed, A, to, I guess, raise finances for the government, but also B, to incentivize and motivate people towards spending in a particular kind of way that is actually going to be impactful and helpful for society. That was a really interesting, you know, I guess, observation that I was thinking through and I thought I'd share with you. And if you think about, you know, just during COVID, what did what happened? The government, they spent a ton of money on the furlough scheme, a ton of money on the, you know, coronavirus business, the C-bill scheme. And there was a lot of quantitative easing that happened uh, over the last few years, but particularly post the global financial crisis. All of this stuff what was happening? That what was happening was the government was taking money, creating it, and then just pumping it into society. Why is that? 
If we think about it, the reason why that is, is because when you start circulating money through society, what actually ends up happening is that you are creating economic activity, you are causing action, you are you know, stirring that calm surface of the water and you're causing things to come about. And that economic activity you know, leads to a more prosperous society from an economic perspective. So you, know, you see this from a government perspective as well. And you know, this is something that Islam is regularly calling towards. The other really important point is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he really doesn't care about your money, right? This is not about, please give me money because I need it. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the master of the universe. He is the master of a universe that it just literally boggles the mind. I think they, they sent in the 1960s, I think they sent out a, a spaceship and it is only now reaching the edge of our solar system. Right, and it is now actually at the point where it the signal isn't able to broadcast back to us, and this is just our solar system, and then we know our universe, and then you know we are talking literally hundreds and hundreds of I think billions of light years in terms of how much we have you know the scale of the universe. It's literally you know the, the way that cosmologists they describe it is that our solar system or our universe you know is like a speck of sand in a desert. That's the scale, that's the enormity of the khalq, the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's quite embarrassing really for someone to say that it is this Lord that requires us to give him money. This petty thing, you know, this petty piece of paper or coin in a tiny planet in the corner of the solar system, it doesn't compute. So then why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us to spend in his path? Well, the reason is because it's about our own betterment. It's about obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having the ta'a of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also importantly, it's about fulfilling our purpose. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Dhariyat, verse 56, I did not create jinn and mankind except but to worship me. Right? So it's about ubudiyya, it's about worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, understanding our position in the world and his position and bowing down and obeying him and putting what he wants before what we want. It is this act of taqwa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see manifested in charity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in another verse of the Quran, He's talking about the dhibh and Eid al-Adha when we do the sacrifice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Neither the flesh nor their blood that reaches Allah, but what reaches him is the taqwa, that sense of obedience on your part. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is saying that this charity really is a medium by which to achieve self-actualization and it is a medium by which to benefit yourself. It's like you are a square peg. You need to put yourself in a square hole. And if you are going to be stingy or if you're going to be extravagant with the wrong intention, then you're putting your square peg in a round hole. It's just not going to fit and it's going to cause you imbalance and unhappiness in this life and in the hereafter. There's a broader purpose here that we can um, reflect on as well.
Now, on the second verse, and there's only a few more points and then inshallah we'll wrap up. On the second verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is saying that those who are now spending, right? So we've been criticizing the people who haven't been spending and are being stingy. But now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, on the other side, if you are actually spending, but you're doing it for the wrong reason, you're doing it to show off, then that too is incredibly problematic. And it goes back to the same point because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't care about the money. He cares about you and your actions and how you approach this activity. You will not attain piety until you spend from that which you love. All of these verses are talking about sacrifice and putting what Allah has said and gaining taqwa and gaining bir and gaining piety as a result of your actions. So Allah is saying here that you know if this person is spending but he's doing it for his his own kind of showing off and looking good in front of people that is a problem because he is not actually doing it for the right reason why charity should be given. And of course, there's a famous hadith about how all the actions are based upon intentions. And if whatever you are intending for that action is that's what you will receive. And if you are intending just to show off and, you know, look like, you know, you're a big spender, then unfortunately, that is where you will end up. And then the second and final observation really about this is that if you are, and then thinking back to the point about why charity and investment and circulation of wealth is a good thing as we were talking about earlier if you are intending to just show off then the kind of things that you will put that money and that charity towards will be self kind of congratulatory and to make yourself and your brand look better as opposed to really thinking about what is it that's going to be really highly impactful for the person that I'm going to be giving this money to. So you lose that impact aspect of giving charity. And so for those reasons, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is saying that, you know, someone, if they do spend, they need to make sure they have their head in the right place. Otherwise, it's going to be for naught in this life and the hereafter. And there's another really powerful verse where These guys, the ones who are spending and they think they're actually doing a good thing, these are the worst they're the ones who lose out the worst because they think that they're doing a good thing but actually because their intention is off they're going to lose out both in this life because they've given away all this wealth but also in the akhirah they're not going to earn any reward for this in fact they may well be punished for this as well so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he is warning us against that. So with that, I guess we should uh, wrap up. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, inshallah. Be sure to check out the website, islamicfinanceguru.com, as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum.